Okay, perfect. I am so incredibly excited. So let's get started with some basics as we um, wait for Melissa to dial in. And I am telling you guys, this is one of the most exciting calls to me in a long time because I've seen um, Melissa do some just incredible talks in her videos and everything like that. And to kick off the new year with her, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just like, ah, specials, who cares, right? <laughs> you guys. I'm just so excited about this call. But uh, for those of you that are new or you just found this tonight, you know, we do these calls every week. And I'm Jen Springer. I've been with Young Living since 2001. And it was about 2013, I believe, was the first time we kicked off these calls. And there are hundreds and hundreds of these calls. Every Monday night, we do one live. The recordings are on uh, Diamond, Diamond Factory System is what you'll have to search on iTunes and SoundCloud if you're on Android. If you're on um, iTunes, uh, what do you call it, iPhone, <laughs> you're going to have to look up the uh, podcast Diamond Factory. And you'll just, you can listen and listen and listen and share and listen. And you know, typically within the first Oh, the first couple of weeks after a call, I mean, we've got thousands of downloads. So you guys are listening, and you're creating a mobile university within your life. You know, you know, we we're, we've got stuff going on, and sometimes just to sit down and and take time to learn about your business, it can be, you know, something you really have to be discretionary about. And when you've got it on your phone, and you can just open it up and say. Boom, 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 hit play, and you can listen and share those great calls with your teams. You know, we have distributors that are from every rank, and in, in, in a lot of them since they first came on are at different ranks, like Melissa tonight. Uh, you know, last time she was on, I think she was a diamond. Um, so we, we, you know, we see people as they grow and they come on a couple times. It's really fun to listen to those calls, but there's so much wisdom in there. And um, I listen and learn myself. I get excited about my own guests for you guys because if you're going to learn and I'm going to learn and we're all going to lift the tide of this, um, this business we have it all together, and that's why these calls are here for you. And when you're new getting started or if you've been around a long time, um, one thing I will say is as time goes on in your business, don't get complacent. <laughs> you know, go back and listen and get insight from your distributors. You know, and I tell you there's a lot to be said for getting here live. Um, I can really you know, commend you that are here live tonight because to take time out of your schedule and say, I'm going to be there live when you know you can listen to the recording, um, it's really a big, a big deal in your commitment to your business. Um, there's just something about hearing the voice and being here as it happens versus reading or watching something on the Internet. And I love videos. You guys know that, that follow me. I love videos. But when I see someone live, it's different because you can engage and interact. And so it's just a lovely, lovely thing. And let's go quickly through the specials because we have some awesome things going on this month. I think this month is to help lift your spirits. If you're like right now, I'm like, why is it so dark out? Because <laughs> it's like the beginning of January. And uh, it's super warm out there, and we don't need much of our winter clothing. But, well, for us, super warm here in Minnesota is like 30s. <laughs> but uh, it's dark, and sometimes we need a little help getting you know, our spirits up this time of year, and Young Living answers that. So 100 PV uh, order on Essential Rewards, you get a 5 mil of Digize Vitality, which – 
is best if you eat, overeat or you eat something a little questionable and need a little help, you know, that, that oil will definitely help you. Uh, 190 PV, also you get included with that um, a 15 ml of citrus fresh, which is extremely uplifting in your diffuser this time of year because, like I said, the winter darkness can get to you a little bit. Um, a 30 count of Live 9 is also what you get um, at the 190 PV. Um, the Citrus Fresh and the Digest Vitality are essential rewards only. Um, at 250, you get all of that plus a 15 mil of longevity, which is one of my ultimate favorites. You guys, I'm a little sensitive to cinnamon. I have to admit, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the minimal cinnamon category, and longevity is my BFF. <laughs> so I just want to tell you that. So you get that at 250, and then at 300, you get all of that plus a 5 mil of pan away. And if you know what the prefix pan means, it means everything or all. So all of it away. So anything that you want gone, you use pan away on that spot. So that's <laughs> just in, in a nutshell, that's literally, you went back to English class in high school and you remembered your prefixes and your suffixes, you know what pan means. So let's get into our call. Melissa, are you here with me? I don't know if you're on I am, or not. Hey, Jenna, how's it going? It's awesome. I knew your number began with a three because you're in the outer skirts of, of uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Yes, I am. <laughs> so now that I know you're here, I'm going to do my introduction with you to make sure that you are on. So everybody, we have on a, an incredibly special guest to kick off our first call of the year. It's somebody that I'm, I'm just going to assume that most or all of you have heard before. Um, Royal Crown Diamond Melissa Pepping has done, I've, st- I've known her before she hit the, the diamond ranks even, and I've seen her personally transform into I, I would like, I'd like to say like a business mogul, you know, somebody who goes after what she wants, she's got her path, and she makes it happen. And if Melissa says she's going to do it, she's going to do it, and it's going to be amazing. And so I'm really excited to have you here, Melissa, and taking the time out of your extraordinarily busy schedule. You've got so many things going on, which we're going to talk about some of that tonight. But it's very special that you're here and that the people that are listening live, like I said, I really give you kudos for coming and listening to this very, very special call. So thank you, Melissa, for coming. And I'm going to be like clapping in the air myself. <laughs> I know I'm a dork. I, love it. I, I, I jumped on and I was a fly on the wall and I love what you were telling them about, like, you know, there's just no replacement for being on something live. And Jen, you're so right. You, it's not the same listening to the replay. Even people that I put through my coaching program, the ones that try to play catch up and go through the modules when they're not going through them with us, it's never the same. And it really, it's about being in the spirit of something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, why do we go to the convention and experience that live versus watching everybody's, you know, live videos or just catching the, the post-convention recaps? It's, it's never the same. It's never the same. No. No, and there's a camaraderie and an energy of connecting. It's like, like you said, why are the rallies important? Why is convention important? Live classes, even live videos back and forth with people. Um, yeah. it, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's easy to listen to the recordings, and this one's going to be so juicy. You're all going to want to listen to the recordings, but like I said, <laughs> a high five to all of you are, are going to be there. So, Melissa, you know, can you share a little bit of your journey like how you wound up where you are. Why did you start Young Living? You know, in a nutshell, for those that have never heard you speak or they may have seen you, but they don't know your, your story and why you chose to do this with Young Living and go all the way with the company. Well, I kind of chose the business side out of desperation, to be honest. Um, my husband and I, and I have been a member of Young Living since 
2000, actually, I think is the date that's actually on my um, on my account. And it, the funny thing is, is I it was, <laughs> it's a really long story of it. I actually went inactive for a couple of years. Um, yeah. I enrolled first. <laughs> yeah, I enrolled first under my best friend, and um, she she went inactive, and then I bumped up, and then I went inactive. And then I reactivated under, you know, the person who first talked to me about oils back in 1998. And um, then I re-enrolled my best friend and actually just went to go teach a makeup class for her the other night. And she had asked her, I said, Angie, sometimes it just burns. You could have been been above all this. No kidding, right? (laughs) And she was laughing. She goes, yeah, I try not to think about it. (laughs) But I actually started the business side out of desperation. And and it's it's beautiful because I actually came into the product side out of desperation too, the emotional desperation. I think for me, if I was really honest with myself, I wanted to belong to something. I wanted to belong to a community of hope. I wanted to wanted to feel like I was a part of something, and I didn't. And I, you know, I went inactive. And I, for those of you listening, I want you to think for a moment: how many people have you not reached out to in your organization? How many people have you not helped feel like they were a part of something? How many people in your organization are going inactive? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, my friends. They go inactive because they didn't feel welcome. And that's on mm-hmm. nobody but you. I have people go inactive in my organization too, and that's on nobody but me. I didn't make them feel welcome. And so it's one of the biggest things that you can do in this industry is make people feel like they're a part of the family. Make them feel welcome. Meet them where they are. Um, you know, let them know that, you know, what do they say in church? It doesn't matter how you show up, just show up. Mm-hmm. It's that that's the same thing in our team. It doesn't matter if they show up and they're smoking. It doesn't matter if they show up and they're still eating at McDonald's. It doesn't matter if they show up and, you know, they, they don't take anything for supplements or they don't believe in it yet. Meet them where they are. Show them the way. Love them where they're at. But make them feel welcome, my God. And so I came to the company in, in emotional desperation, wellness desperation. Um, but it wasn't until... 2005 that I really jumped back in and became active with the company and that was after we had our first child and I just I had this feeling like I could do better than what's out there you know like I looked at the products that were available and I looked at what my friends were using and I I I just I never felt right the thought of giving my daughter I remember the first time she had a fever and um and my sister-in-law said, well, you know, you got to alternate Tylenol with the Motrin. And I just, I looked at these products and I just cried. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to put this in her. Mm. Like, I, it's so synthetic and it's so, but it was the only thing I knew. And I cried the whole time. I hated the whole process of it. I, I hated what it did to her. I hated the whole thing. And I just, I vowed at that moment, I'm going to find I'm going to find something better. I'm going to be the best version of a mom I could ever possibly be. I mean, I started thinking, you know, what did my grandma do? How did my grandma do it? How did her mom do it? How did there, – there has to be something so basic to this, right? What are we missing? And then I started to think, I can't be the only mom thinking that. I, I cannot mm-hmm. be the only mom wondering 
how else can I do this? How else can I change this diaper? How else can I give my child a bath? How else can I get them to calm down? How else can I make them feel better? How else can I soothe them? And so I started to find these solutions, and I started to notice that other moms around me were taking notice as well. And so I loved that part of it. And I thought, maybe I could quit my job and do daycare. <laughs> I could just Are take care of all me? No, I'm not shitting you one bit. This is my, this is my idea. I could quit my job, I could do daycare, I could raise my kids, be at home with them, take care of all these kids, right? Like, oh, look at all the kittens that followed me home. And I thought, this is going to, I'm going to be the happiest person alive. And that lasted 18 months, and I was the most miserable person alive. (laughs) I hated every part of it. Um, But that was in 2010. And at that point, I had about 12 people in my organization, and um, three or four of them were my daycare parents, you know. So it, it wasn't for nothing, right? Two of my daycare parents became my two biggest leaders. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, um, yeah, so that, so that it all happens for a reason. Don't question it. Just go with it. Uh, but in 2010, I was sitting on my back porch watching nine kids run through my backyard. Um, I had just had our third child, and I knew that was going to be our last child because I had to have C-sections, and I knew this was going to be our last child. And he was, um, I don't cry telling the story, he was a year old, just coming up on a year. And that first year as a mom is the most incredible year. You're nursing, you're, you're bonding with this baby. It's, that first year is everything. I mean, I don't think I put my babies down for the first year. Like, I, I helped them constantly, and that was, that was our time. And I felt like because I did daycare when Theo was a baby, I, I just remember thinking I didn't get this first year. I was so mad. And I had $7.41 in my checking account. That pissed me off even more. I had duct tape holding the underwire of my bra in because I Hmm. just, it was so out of place financially, which is so hard for me because I like nice things. I've always liked nice things. Even when, you know, growing up and we didn't have money, I always, you know, how can I, how can I make what I have look the most beautiful and look the best of what it is. And that's, that's just how we grew up. And I called my sponsor that day because here was the deal, Jen. I either had to tell my husband how bad it actually was or I had to fix it. And I was at that critical crossroads. Everybody's been at a critical crossroads in their life. And you have to make a very hard decision. And I've always fixed everything. I've always figured it out. And I, I knew I could fix this. I knew I could fix it without ever missing a mortgage payment, without ever missing a credit card payment. I mean, we had stellar credit, you know, 750, 800 credit scores. I was not about to jeopardize any of that. Never been laid on a bill, but I was at a critical moment, and I had to make a very hard decision. It was either call my husband or call my sponsor in Young Living and tell her I want in. <laughs> And I, as much as I was so afraid to, like, because I had this thought, this is so funny, I had this thought that if I did Young Living, 
am I going to be like Mary Kay having to go door to door doing these damn makeup parties? <laughs> <laughs> or in little baggies you order and deliver to people. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yes. So, uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and so I called my sponsor that day. He was Star Murray. And yeah. I had met her in 1998. Star is one of the most incredible people that has ever walked into my life. And um, I just remember saying to her, I want in. Can you show me how to do this? Do you think I can do this? And it was like dead silence on the other end of the phone. And I'm like, Star? Star? <laughs> Hello? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Star, yeah. You, you, you make some shirt, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, and I'm thinking, she doesn't think I can do this. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to tell my husband, what, you know, how bad this is. She just, you know. And I said, Star, I have to, I have to know, like, what's involved. And she's like, well, tell me what you're willing to do to make this business work. And I said, well, um, you know, I like doing expos and trade shows. I did that in the car business. And that, I like that. You know, I could teach classes, like, you know, go to, you know, vendor shows and stuff. She's like, well, would you, you know, teach home parties? I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm 100%, no, no boy and all. And she's like, well, talk to me about how much, you know, you'd like to make. And I remember this question very, very clearly. And I said, well, I need to make $500, like, immediately. Like, that's within the first, this, this month, and this was July I was talking to her. I'm like, I right away need to be making $500. And then, you know, within, oh, I'd say a year, um, I need to be making, I actually have the numbers, Jen, I should grab them here because they're kind of funny. I still have this written down in my abundance tracker. When I talk oh, to from her, the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Um, you guys, don't throw anything is. away. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't throw anything away. When you talk to your sponsor and you have critical meetings, you keep it. July 12th, I talked to her. And I sent her a message. And the subject line said, help. I sent her an email, subject line said help, and then she called me. So on July 12th, I told her that I want to be making $1,000 a month soon. I said $500 right away, $1,000 a month soon. I said $2,500 a month within two years and $5,000 a month within five years. Mm-hmm. And Jen, it was dead silence on the other end of the phone. You could have heard a pin drop. And my first thought was, oh, my God. I'm so obnoxious. There's no way you can make that kind of money doing this. She's going to think right. I'm crazy, right? <laughs> like the problem is I didn't have enough zeros and commas in this figure. And I know now that that's why she was so quiet. We joke about that now. She's like, I didn't even know how to respond. I mean, $5,000 a month in five years, it, she was, I, I didn't even know how to respond to that. Like, I didn't know how to tell you what you could actually be making because I don't think you could have handled hearing it. And she's probably right. So that was, that, was in, uh, that was in July of 2010. And oh, my God. By, let's see, by um, December, 
So one, two, three, four, five months later, I was making a thousand dollars a month. Mm. And a year after that phone call, I was making two thousand dollars a month. And two years after that phone call, I was making four thousand dollars a month. Or five years after that phone call, you know, I said I wanted I wanted to make five thousand dollars a month. Do you want to know what I yes. made five years after that phone call? In two thousand fifteen, would have been in two thousand. Oh yeah, okay. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay, five years after that phone call, my check was forty three thousand four hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> Yeah, you did. You forgot the comma and <laughs> a couple zeros. <laughs> and I was, uh, I think I was crown, I think I made crown diamond. Yeah, I was crown diamond already. Yeah, in yeah, 2015? I yeah, I made yeah. crown in 2014. Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah. And I just, it, it to look back at that is absolutely, you know, Guys, it goes so fast. It goes fast enough without feeling like you have to rush the process. Mm. You know, that was five five years after talking to Star, and I just feel like this already went so fast. There was so much growth at each at each phase of that. There was so much growth. First, talk about that. Yeah, because you know that. Um, let's get into that because people join this business, there's probably a ton of people that are new here now and people set goals right now and then they're all fired up and then poof, they're gone. And why does that happen and how did for you? Because they're not setting goals. They're setting guests. Okay, go back. Where did I tell you my life was July 2010? $7 in my bank account, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Doing daycare. What what would most people, what would 98% set as a goal? I want to quit my daycare, and I want to have money, right? That would have been their goal, right? correct? And I would like to maybe not have duct tape in my bra. They're probably three very respectable goals. (laughs) Get some money, quit daycare, and buy a bra. (laughs) If you think about it, that would be 98% would set a goal like that, right? Yeah. Do you know what was in my heart the, the day on that phone call? I looked at these kids, and I thought, how many, how many moms are looking at their baby right now and just want to be with them? How many moms want to be doing it right? I didn't care about what was in the bank. I didn't care about quitting daycare that day. I, what mattered to me was what I want for myself, I want for everybody how can I show more people how to do this? And it just was this conviction that consumed me. If mm-hmm. I can figure this out, I can show everyone how to do this. You see, that day, I did not set a get. I did not set a get my daycare kids out, get a new bra, get money in the bank, get my husband retired, I didn't set gets, Jen. I set no a get. goal. Goals. And that is got a that, big everybody. Difference. 
gets versus goals. So gets are tangible things you want. Goals are achievements. Is that how you would like differentiate? A, a goal is something you will grow from. A goal is something that will will push you through every single day. The the goal is the essential. It's what's at your core gives you life. But a get, those are things you're going to get along the way. Those are physical gets, physical, yes. tangible items. You're going to get those things. You're going to get the money. You're going to get the car. You're going to get the house. You're going to get all these things. But what are you really going after? The best way to really know if you set a goal or a get, so what, what's a common, Jen, if you were to ask most people, what would they say their goal is? What's most really people common would say when you hear it? For Young Living, it's I want to be a diamond. I mean, I hear that all the time. I want to be a diamond. I okay, want to quit my you, job. Yep. Quit, there you go. want to quit my job. And what's another one? Retire my spouse, right? Husband. I hear this one all yep. the time. Retire, I want to retire yep. my husband. I'll tell you what, ladies. First day he makes you mad and your job is hard, you aren't going <laughs> to care about your husband because you're the one on the phone dealing with all the stuff, the hard stuff. What, so he can go golf? Come on. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to drive you. It just won't. It's not going to drive you at all. I also would like to just add that the richest people in the world have multiple streams of income. Start looking at your spouse as a multiple stream of income coming into the family. Why would I want to cut that off? That's like telling the universe, no, we don't need any more money. I'm not going to have my husband work anymore. What is the point of that? What impression did you just leave on the universe? If that's the number one thing. The number one, the number two thing is I don't think we realize how badly that strips them of their man card. How would we feel mm. if our husband went to his job every day boasting and bragging, oh, I'm going to, you know, be VP of this company. I'm going to get all the way to the top. I'm going to retire my wife. If I heard my husband say that, I'd say, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't want to be retired. I like what I do. Thank you very much. And I can make my own decisions. Right? Most women mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be talked about that way by their husband at work. Oh, I'm going to get to the top. I'm going to own this company. You know, get all the way to the top and then retire my, retire my wife. But yet aren't we doing the same thing? I'm going to get all the way to the top and I'm going to retire my husband. I think mm-hmm. it's probably even right. harder for a husband to have to hear those words. So here's what I tell most people. If you are going to teach a class, and you were going to get up and you were going to say to everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight. I am so incredibly thrilled and excited to talk to you about essential oils and the critical role they played in my life. But, you know, it's a part of something bigger. By you being here tonight and being a part of this movement, you are helping me reach an incredibly important goal that's so near and dear to my heart. You see, when you become a member of my team, you're getting me one step closer to being able to retire my husband so he doesn't have to work so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, come on. Oh, no. That is such a good way to put it. Right? But if you get up in front of a class and you say, I want to thank you so much for being here tonight for wanting to learn about essential oils, for wanting to learn about a different way to be a mom, a different way to wake up every morning, a different way to spend your day, a different way to experience wellness, vitality, energy, and health in your family. You see, by being here today, you're a part of a much bigger movement, a movement of showing moms how to go back to basics, showing moms how to take regard for their health, take back control of their health, and impact generations to come. 
I mean, which one are you going to sit and listen to, right? Yep. Yeah. So if you yep. want to know if you set a goal versus a get, imagine you having to get up and tell an entire audience why you're so grateful they're there tonight and then state your goal. That's going to help you figure it out real quick. Mm. And, and as your business was growing, or have you gone through different things as you went through either different ranks or different, um, you know, as, your, as your business grows, what I got so many questions, like five of them want to come out of my mouth right now. <laughs> I'm like, I can't say them all at one time because it would be really confusing. As you went, as your business grew, you obviously achieved, you know, you're going through different ranks and your income is changing. Did you change as that happened or were you the same person as that initial enrollment when you had, you know, and then you had that call with Star? How did that, how did that progression happen? <laughs> I'm still the same person. Um, I, I've always liked nice things. I'd always get in an airplane and visualize and dream of the day that I'd be sitting in the front of that plane. Um, I've always, you know, I used to, my, my grandma used to sew all of her suits. And, um, and she was a farm wife. And, but, you know, on Sundays she wore a suit to church and weddings she'd wear a suit. And she'd sew all these suits. And, oh, Jan, they're just beautiful. Just beautiful. I mean, I love just going to her closet and looking at these at these suitings. And they were very, they're very poor farmers. And it's not like, you know, she went out and bought the most expensive materials and everything else. No. Um, and she taught herself how to sew, and she didn't buy patterns. You know, we would cut them out of either um, ice cream container tops or cardboard or newspaper. And... Um, I'd watch her sew and I'd watch, you know, the French hems she'd do and the hand stitching she would do. And to get the suits to lay really nice, she would actually take like this, um, it almost looked like a necklace link, like a, a thicker necklace link chain. It just had a little bit of weight to it. And she would sew it into the bottom of the hem. And um, I recently just found out, because I bought a, a book on one of my favorite designers, Coco Chanel did the same thing. And so, really? yeah, and so you grew up, and, and my grandma's suits that she'd make, you know, a lot of them were, were tweed, and they'd look like, you know, Chanel suits. Um, but growing up, I, I would see this kind of opulence, and that's really become a word I've embraced this past year is opulence. And I don't care if the balance in your bank at present is nil. You can be opulent with anything you're doing, you know, here my grandparents are poor farmers and my grandma would take this, this suiting material or old suits or, you know, it, it, and she would make them so opulent, so beautiful because you use what you have. You make, you make it beautiful what you have. Um, that's still about the heart of me. I mean, my daughter just got a, a new bed uh, this weekend and um, we were looking for a quilt and she throws one in the cart, and I said, well, how much is that? She was $99. I'm like, put that back. We could go buy a flannel sheet set for $20, and I'll go get five yards of quilt batting, and I'll make you a damn quilt for 20 bucks. Like, no. <laughs> put that back. <laughs> There's got to be something on clearance. I, I don't think that part of me will ever go away. Um, I think I'm very much the, the same person. I'm, um, most people sit down with me and, you know, feel like, very comfortable talking to me. I have watched a lot of people change, 
Um, my husband keeps me very humble and keeps me very grounded and reminds me often, you know, that this is this is us. Um, you know, you usually find me wearing jeans and a in a sweatshirt and hair up in a ponytail around here, you know, screwing around with one of the cars. But that's just I'm the same person. I mm-hmm. it's just now I get to experience some of those finer things instead of making, you know, this mm-hmm. suit jacket or, you know, that's, I get, I get to appreciate some of those finer things. Um, yeah. No, I think I'm still, I think, I think I'm still the same person. You've known me, but God, you Yeah, absolutely. But I've yeah. seen an incredible transformation though in your, um, I think in your perspective on things and personal growth and, and not that it was like bad versus good. It's like, holy cow, like, you know, just, maybe it's, I don't know, I, I've, I've seen that. Have you felt like you've got a lot of personal growth? Absolutely. My, my personal growth has been huge. In that aspect, I'm not the same person, no. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not even close to the, I don't think the same. I don't, um, I used to take things very personal. Um, mm-hmm. I used to refuse that these girls are being mean to me because they're just jealous. I refused to ever accept that because to me that sounded really arrogant. And I would take it personal. You know, what am I doing wrong? It's something I'm doing. I'm, I'm a horrible person. I'm, you know, what did I do? Through this personal growth, I have really learned how to identify in people when it's when they have uh, skewed projections of their own reality, I've learned to slow down. I've learned to really let spirit guide me instead mm-hmm. of um, what's around me. I've learned what I'm hearing and seeing and reading and experiencing consciously does not have to be my reality. Um, I've become very careful about what I let slip into my subconscious mind. Um, And I've learned to, through this whole process, to be able to be my authentic self. There was about four years in there, Jen, where I tried to fit the mold of what he thought I should be, she thought I should be, they thought I should be, and all of a sudden I didn't know who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through a very, very dark period. I only am just coming out of it. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was hard. That was really hard. I almost threw in the towel. It was so hard. Now what I tell people and what I walk people through is we have to discover who you are and we really have to get to the core of how do you want to see this be. And that's what we have to remind ourselves to stay true of all the time. I don't care how she did it. I don't care how they're doing it. I'd look at this couple and I'd say, well, they're doing it together. And then I'd try to go wife harder. And then I'd look at this person and say, well, they wrote three books. And I'd go try to write harder. And then I'd look at this person and say, well, they're blogging. And I'd go try to blog. Like, it was just ended up being just a, a craft show. I mean, it just wasn't, wasn't good at all. I was trying to be all these different things. And then I ended up losing who I was. Um, it is easy to fall into that trap thinking, if I do what my leaders want me to do, they'll be successful, I'll get there quicker. And 
that's no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you don't. You don't get what you want. You get what you are. Mm. And if you are lost, then that's what you're going to get. And it's so important to really pay attention to every single day. What do you see for yourself? How do you want to see this? And are you living that? Are you being that person? And I, I would say that's been my biggest personal growth. And how did you even go about starting to discover yourself and get reconnected? You know, if people are listening that are feeling like you felt, and, and, and no matter what rank they are, how would you encourage them to start that next step to getting back to themselves and start that growth process to get them moving forward? For me, it really started with knowing what is, what is, my, what is the essential and what is the incidental. Mm. And really understanding, so that's kind of the get versus the goal, right? What is, what is my essential? What do I stand for? Uh, and then reminding myself daily that I'm my own center of support. I am my own center of support. Um, my husband and I actually had to talk about this this summer, and I had done a, a Zoom meeting in my basics group. That It was a Friday, and then we went out for date night. And I was really quiet in the car, and he said, he's like, well, what's, you know, what, what's going on? I said, I, somebody made a comment today on our interactive, and um, it's just not sitting with me well. He goes, well, what was the comment? And he said, well, I said, if I tell you, you've got to promise you won't get mad at me. <laughs> and it's like, uh, what did you, what did you do? Lisa. What did you do? Kind of like you look at your dog after they chewed up the furniture. What did you do? He was looking at me like, a, you know, what did you do? And I said, uh, you know, she asked the question live. She said, how do I do this job plus be a good wife? You know, keep the house clean, get all the dishes done, do all the laundry. And I said, I didn't know how to answer her. And Wayne goes, would you tell her we just go to Target and buy new underwear? (laughs) 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 Mama's got to hustle. Come on, we've got stuff to choose, you know, priorities. And I I laughed and I said, yeah, you didn't always see it that way, though, either. And I said, my heart broke for her because if she's doing all this for her husband, what happens if her husband leaves her? And she gave up her young living her career. And she just walked away from it because she didn't feel like she could be the wife she thought she needed to be for him. What would happen if he left? She'd have nothing. She would have thrown us all away. And I said, Wayne, we have an incredible marriage, but I can't guarantee you would never walk out on me. I don't know that you would never do that. I have no, I have no control over what another human being is going to be. Would you agree, Jen? Totally. I know what I know what I I know what I would ever do, and I know what I'm capable of doing. But I cannot speak on behalf of another human. Would you agree? Oh my gosh! If I only had, had a crystal ball and known what people were going to do, no one right. mind melding with them. <laughs> right. Yes. And I have marriage is the one of, if not the most important sacrament 
aside from choosing your faith, that you'll ever make in your entire life. So I, I'm one of the biggest advocates for marriage. But I was really scared for her when she made that comment, and it did not sit with me well. And Wayne said, he goes, you know what, you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, Jen, her husband did leave her. And now oh she is God. trying to figure out things. It makes me just sick for her. And you have to know what your center of support is. And at the end of the day, Jen, I'm my own center of support. Me. We are all our own center of support. We have to realize that my decision process is not affected by my husband, my kids, my family. My decision process is affected by me and God. That's it. And since God is part and parcel of ourselves, His Spirit works through us, I am my own center of support. I don't Mm -hmm. need to worry about what I look like to another person, what it sounds like to another person. And that that is one of the biggest revelations that I've had over the past 12 months. I started studying that one year ago with Bob Proctor. And that that has been the biggest piece. You are your own center of support. You have to know that at all at all times. Once you realize that, you're able to do so much more for so many other people. Mm. And and how does it that has, look when you say you are your own center of support? I mean, you make your own decisions. You are the ultimate on that. But um, I think, yeah, w- give me a little bit more on that. What that looks like, so that um, I can understand. It. Even myself, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to track with you here with it. So if you if you ask yourself, what is our point of support? Is it in ourselves or is it outside of us? Mm, so okay. are, we, are we self-poised or does our balance depend on something external? So okay. if, if I am my own center of support and I rely on everything that's internal, I am self-poised. What you think of me, Jen, is not going to affect my decisions. What anybody on this call thinks of me is not going to affect my decisions. Whether or not my spouse supports me in building my Young Living business does not affect my decision. How many times do we hear people say, well, my husband Mm. doesn't support me? Oh, no, honey. Who is your center of support? Here's another one, Jen. My upline won't help me. Ah, honey, Mm -hmm. who's your center of support? You are not your upline. Here's another one I get, Jen. My downline. I don't have any leaders. You got a little yes. red hen your ass to the finish line, let me tell you. <laughs> That's and like the, one of the, the biggest ones. Yep. It is, it's all the time. It's like the little red hen of leadership. Who wants to get to Diamond? You know, everyone wants to get to Diamond. Okay, who wants to help me teach a class? Not I, says the horse. Not I, says the cat. Not I, says the dog. <laughs> so the little red hen goes and teaches it herself. And then she says, well, who wants to get to Diamond? Everybody wants to get to Diamond. Okay, who wants to go with me to convention? Not I, says the horse. Not I, says the cat. Well, little red hen goes anyway, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, little red hen knew who her point of support was, right? <laughs> she didn't yeah, ask her awesome. husband. She didn't <laughs> ask her upline. She didn't ask her downline. 
It doesn't matter if our downline wants to do this. If I don't care if you don't think you have any leaders, well, you just got exactly what you said, didn't you? I don't have any leaders. Well, congratulations. Now you don't have any leaders. <laughs> Is that important, that my, you know, thinking that type of stuff? Oh, 100%. You have to reword that. Mm. You can't say, oh, I don't have any leaders. Well, well, congratulations. You don't have any leaders. What's your next I don't dilemma? have time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time. Good for you. No, you don't have time. <laughs> it's just, I love it when people say I don't have enough time. Oh, really? <laughs> Tell How me about I don't. I don't live in. I don't have any people living near me. That's another one. I live out in the country. <laughs> That's yeah, a huge one. I live in a town of seventy-six people. I, I love hearing those from people too. I live in a small town. Oh, really? Small, you say? How small? I'll tell me. This is amusing. So, it, it, when people when people say, you know, something that they don't have that they can't this. Well, you get exactly what you want. So instead of saying, I don't have any leaders, you mm-hmm. say, I'm so happy and grateful for the young living family I currently have. We are motivated. We're driven. We are, we are going to change lives. And so I am currently looking to attract strong, motivated individuals who want to go inspire families with me. And I know that they're coming. They're there. The leaders are there. They're wherever they are now. It's a very simple mindset. But according to your actual belief, so will your life be. So if people are actually believing they don't have any leaders, well, congratulations, so will your life be. You don't have any leaders. But if your belief is, that you have an incredible young living family and you are changing lives and you are making an impact and that you're currently looking for strong, motivated, driven individuals to help carry this movement, well, then that's, that's what you'll get because according to your life or according to your beliefs, so will your life be. Mm. It's so powerful because being aware of that even, it changes everything because we we think of this undermining um, even subconscious chatter that we have. You know, we could say one thing, but our under, underlying, our, our, our subconscious is going, no, you can't, or you'll never be able to find good people, or, you know, we get, we get that type of thing. I don't know if you've ever had that subconscious gnawing, naggy, whatever you want to call that. Have you dealt with that at all? Like the your subconscious well, I, I, crab I in know, the bucket. Because, yeah, I, you know, I went through three years of you know starting this business with my best friend. Um, she's one of my biggest leaders and won't really talk to me. And mm-hmm. we we went through three years and it was it was hell. It was it was gut wrenching. You know, <laughs> balled up in the fetal position, crying so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was worse. I don't remember the only other time I'd ever been hurt so bad. You know, was when my dad died. It was. It, it, when something so sacred in your life is just gone. And I just see the whole process just really beat myself up. You know, what did I do wrong? I'm a horrible person. My leaders don't respect me. I'm losing my team. And everything I was so scared about happening happened. Um, other yeah. leaders started to step back. Other, my, my volume started to plummet. I went from 
a record month of 1.2 million, and my volume dropped back down to 600,000. I mean, mm. it was scary, Jen. And That's, that would be enough to take a lot of people out. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that knocked the wind right out of me. And mm. that was uh, then three. I think March will be three years, because um, mm. that was when I called the Proctor Gallagher Institute and looked into, um, you know. I've just always been, I've been studying the law of attraction since 2005 mm-hmm. and been following Bob Proctor since 2010. It just, just something was so loud in my voice that day to pursue it, and so I did. And um, I'm so grateful I did because I got everything back and then some. But it, mm-hmm. was, it, it, was, it was a process of changing my thinking and getting out of the hell I was creating in my own personal mind. You know, it's my own personal space. Mm. And even through, during that time, you know, really feeling like I didn't have a husband that supported me. Look at how many women say that. My husband doesn't support me. Well, you're right. He's not going to support you as long as you think like that. Mm -hmm. So... Every, and I was that person that said, my husband doesn't support me. He hates when I teach his class. Yeah, I hate, he hates when I teach a class. He hates when I'm on the phone all the time. He hates this. He hates that. And he did because I said it. He said, Lord, the thing I fear is coming to visit upon me. And so one of the things I had to do through Proctor Gallagher was write a self-image statement. A self-image statement is how did I see myself? Now, Jen, this was at a time when – my leaders were hating me. They were forming the own Melissa Pepping hate club. They were, my oh, volume no. was plummeting. It was horrible. It was like, <laughs> it was, it, and I hated high school for these reasons, right? Oh, isn't and, that interesting? Uh, um. Yeah. <laughs> high school was like a prison sentence for me. I literally counted down. I'm like, three years and two more quarters left to go, and I'm out of this place. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, but it, it just, you know, I, I felt all of those old paradigms coming back in. I'm not good enough. I'm not accepted. I was never the popular girl. And so I felt all of those things coming back, right? And all of those paradigms, all of those paradigms are so strong. And just when you think you've gotten over one, smacks you right back upside the head and, you know, oh, it's back wrapped around you again. It's like a disease, like a virus. And just lays dormant waiting to, to act up. And... I wasn't strong enough to know what was happening. Um, Bob calls me an unconscious competent. I knew, uh, no, I, yep, yep, yep. I knew how to do it, but I didn't know why, and I didn't know how to control it. And, and so, it. yep, yep. And it's a very dangerous position to be in because mm. when it's going good, you write it off as luck, and it's not luck. And if you were competent, if you were consciously competent you would understand how to control it. You would understand where your frequency is. You would understand why you're attracting what you're attracting. And then you would understand how to attract more of it. And Mm -hmm. so, unfortunately, when things are going bad, this is where it's very dangerous to be an unconscious competent because then when things start going bad, you don't know how to control it and you hone in on what's going bad and you start to attract more of it. This yes, is spiraling, people, spiraling. Yep, snowballing out of control, spiraling out of control. Um, so when it's bad, you know, all these you know, bad things keep coming. And so I had to write a self-image statement at my lowest point, and 
I had to write it, seeing it the way I wanted. So feeling like where everything was so bad, I had to write the self-image statement. I'm, it was like that Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are beautiful. You are great. You are awesome. People love you. And I've gone it. People like me. You are me. good enough. People like me. <laughs> this is literally how I felt. I was so mad. This is the hokiest shit I've ever done in my entire <laughs> life. This is how much am I paying for this coaching? This is dumb. This is all yeah, I said. What am I doing? <laughs> this is so stupid. I feel like a loser. And my coach is telling me, trust the process, trust the process. I'm like, man, if I ever meet you, I think I'm going to punch the process. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided to let go, let God, follow the process, trust the process, and whatever. I think Bob didn't know me from a hole in the ground at this point. I even wrote the self-image statement. Bob thinks I'm wonderful. Bob thinks I'm great. <laughs> and I had to read this thing like three times a day, Jen. And the whole time oh, I'd read it. Yes. Like, this is a lie. Yes, yes, because you're in your head. You're like, this is all lies. And all of a sudden, after a month of reading it, Jen, it felt really good to read it. It was like my Seriously. escape. Yeah. Oh. And then it just became my reality. and That's how I started to carry myself. Mm. And I started to think less of all the hurt that was going on around me. And I started to think more about who am, I, who am I attracting? Who is this making space for? You know, if I take out the garbage or if I let the garbage take itself out, what did I just create new space for? It's like getting ready for the greatest company you're ever going to have over in your entire life, Right. You don't know who's coming. You don't know who's going to show up, but you know what's going to happen, and you know it's going to be grand. I mean, that is the most, it was the most incredible process. But then I also wrote a self-image statement about our marriage and really seeing that the way I wanted it and that Wayne is just in awe of this and what it's done for our family, and he's enjoying this process, and he loves seeing the growth and and, you know, he gets to enjoy this, and we're, this is what we're showing our kids. And I really started to see it the way that I wanted it. And now I do that with everything. Just see it the way you want it. And now it's a much easier process for me. And really what it is, Jen, is creating a future memory. So if you're sitting there tonight oh, and you know, husband doesn't support me, go create a future memory of where your husband is watching you on stage He's so proud of you. He could be more proud of you. I'll tell you what. It's just not going to take long. You're going to have the hottest, sexiest marriage on the walk. It is mm-hmm. one of the most powerful things you can do for your, for your marriage. And if you feel like your downline doesn't respect you and you don't have any leaders, go create a future memory of how you're going to celebrate Royal Crown Diamond Day and what leaders are going to be there to raise you up and praise you and support you. And if you don't think that your upline is there for you, go create a future memory. And it has to be your direct upline. Look a couple uplines up. Jen, you remember that girl that I told you about ripping my heart out and your best friends and all just walked out of my life and wouldn't talk to me anymore? And she's yeah. one of my biggest leaders. For two years, I've had to go through this process to see it the way I want it. And I've created future memories of us respecting each other as businesswomen and praising one another as businesswomen. And she walked up to me at church on Christmas Eve, and it was the most beautiful conversation. 
So you can see it the way you want it, create the future memory, and it won't be long until it's your reality. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Thank you for that because I, I think so many people, I feel that so many people needed to hear that, including myself, I, you know, reminding, being reminded of those things because we hear it, but I've never heard it said as if, you know, you're creating a future memory and that's what you will attract in, just like a tuning fork, you know, vibrating. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so simple, but why aren't we doing it? You know, people, we, we get caught in that junk in the trunk. And uh, I, I love it. I, I'm like rivet. Well, we I'm making notes. <laughs> yeah, we have a tendency to worry about other people going to think this is stupid. You know, it's just stupid. But here's the beautiful thing about you know, if you create a vision board, you really do risk the chance of someone seeing that. I mean, it, someone could find that in your closet, right? And we're yep. probably carrying paradigms with us from when we were young, and somebody found our diary. <laughs> we were mortified. <laughs> or you're in high school and you got caught passing notes. Uh, for anyone young on the phone, you guys text now, but back in the day, we wrote it on a note and then folded it up and then had to pass it across the class to who we wanted to be intended recipients. And if you got caught, you'd have to read it in front of everyone. It was the worst experience you could ever go through. It was especially mortifying. Uh, you know, and I think that's why we become so afraid to actually write our dreams down because we're so worried somebody's going to come along and see them and make fun of them or think that they're silly. And mm-hmm. so the beautiful thing about doing a future memory is that I do a meditation with it all the time, and I just visualize and I'm getting in an elevator, and I'm going up to the top floor of this beautiful building, and when the door opens, I walk into a most gorgeously decorated foyer, and in the foyer is a door, and I open that door, and it's the most beautiful room, and I'm standing in the room. You see, because once you're on the inside of something, Jen, you can turn around and you can see its entirety, but if you're standing on the outside, you only see what's in front of you, right? You only see what's just right around you, but if you stand in the center, you can see everything. And mm-hmm. so you go into the center of this room and you look around and this is your room with all of your future memories. And there's pictures on the wall of the people you've met and the celebrations and the awards. And maybe in the corner you have those dress forms and there's dresses that you've worn to your awards gala or, you know, when you made Royal Crown Diamond and, and all of it's there. And you can go visit it at any time and nobody else can go in this room, only you. Only you know what's in it, and only you know what's in there being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And you can take five minutes and do that, ten minutes and do that. It doesn't matter, but it gets you in the spirit of what you're doing. It's, it's, a, it's a constant, constant dance of being in the spirit of what you're doing and being able to connect with it. Mm. That was awesome. That I, we could keep going for like hours, I think. <laughs> This, we're just getting into this super awesome stuff, you know. I'm like, I love this because, you know, for especially you guys, like I said, told you before, I get so excited to do these calls just as much as I, you know, I know you guys do too. And I, and I, I personally always need to hear what you guys as my guest needs to say as well. I feel it's always divine timing for whomever is on at the time. And uh, I feel like you're just talking to me, even though there's hundreds of people listening right now. <laughs> you know, this is so amazing. I'm like, keep talking to me, Nissa. Um, so <laughs> I know that you've got some cool stuff going on. Um, you know, like you've just been like a creation 
like, like just like a fountain, you know, between the books that you've written and those beautiful, beautiful books, the perfume books and the cologne book. Yeah. But you've got some stuff. I mean, you guys have to get that, I'm telling you. And the way it came to me, packaged from you, I was like, I literally sat there and <laughs> stared at it for like five minutes. I just want you to know that. I like, I'm like, I literally looked at my, go ahead. I'm so, I'm so particular about how things get shipped out of the warehouse. And um, I hired somebody new in the warehouse, and I actually grabbed three um, boxes. Uh, there, there's quite a few orders that went out today, and so I randomly went in and grabbed three of the larger boxes and um, pulled them off of the mail, the, the mail cart line and uh, went and opened them. And she, you know, I could tell she was getting nervous, and I said, I just need to open these and see what my customer is going to experience. And I was not happy with what my customer was about to experience when I opened those boxes. And so, you know, we repackaged them at a show to do it the right way. I'm like, no, we don't put this in there. No, we don't do it this way. No, we don't. This has to look like a gift. This has to look like it came from Chanel or Gucci or, you know, Jimmy Choo. This has to look so first class and so beautiful because it's so rare as women that we do treat ourselves, and I think that yes. every single thing you order should arrive looking like a gift. Um, it well, it did. Some, it yeah. th- it was beautiful. And I looked at Monty, and I'm like, holy crap. I said, <laughs> look at this. I said, this is amazing. Like, it was like, you know, you just think, oh, I'm just going to order this book, right? Like, I'm just going to get this little yeah. book, and I get the recipes. <laughs> and I'm so excited. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? This is awesome. And then I was like, anyway, then I opened it. It was lovely. So you've got those things happening. But you've got, you know, you're do, are you doing your basics? You've got another date coming on that. What is that? Give people a little 411. And you've got one coming up soon starting, don't you? I do. So on January 22nd, I, I run a six-week coaching program. And um, in my intent, my hope is that people commit to it for at least four rounds minimum. Uh, mm-hmm. in, repetition creates awareness. We, there is no such thing as a one and done. You can't follow some leader for three months and think that's enough. You can't follow. You really have to make a dedication to this. You guys, when you choose Young Living as your career, this, this is a career. You would go to a four-year college to have any, any right? You, you, you oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. You would follow that training for four years in order to graduate from college and go, or longer. What is it if you want to be a vet, 10 years? I mean, this mm-hmm. is, if we screw around thinking we can just follow someone, we can do a six, one six-week training, or we can follow this leader for three months, and, you know, and then I'm going to be good. I'm going to read this one book, and then I'm going to make millions. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> this, oh, no. Repetition creates awareness. I have been studying the same chapter out of one book for 13 months. Holy moly. One chapter out of one book. I study it every single day because repetition creates awareness. So I have uh, the next round of basics starts January 22nd, and it's in a nutshell a lot of what you heard from me tonight. Um, How do we Mm -hmm. reprogram your thinking? Eric Koffler actually said that the illiterate of the 21st century are not going to be those who cannot read and write. It's going to be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. So in basic, you're really walking through the process of unlearning so that you can relearn. Just like we did tonight with gold versus get, that's something that you have to unlearn and relearn. And that's where you're going to find the success um, Mm. in the ability to be able to do that. 
So basics starts on January 22nd. Yep, go ahead. January 22nd. I was going to say, yep. who is it for? Like, who's the, who's the right, who's right for that? Anyone. You know, every time people do basics, and I always take care of my alumni uh, when they do a re-audit, when they, when they retake basics, but I tell people, choose a different focus each time. If you go into a six-week training thinking, okay, I want to focus on leadership, my marriage, my teaching skills, social media, and how to balance everything at home, you'll go in gaining nothing. But if you go in saying, okay, this round, I really want to just focus on how to communicate better with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that go through it just because they want to have a stronger marriage. Um, there's some people that have gone through it and said they keep retaking it because it makes them a better parent. And they feel like if they can be a better parent, then they can work their business better. Um, you know, you can't have chaos at home and expect to have serenity and calmness in your business and you can't have chaos in your business and expect to have serenity at home so yes we've got to yeah we, we, we've got to get this all cleaned up right so at basics is for everyone i have people that aren't even in young living that take basics because <laughs> it just helps them yeah it just helps them grow so much as as a person um it's not going to teach you how to teach a class. I'm not going to teach you how to talk to someone. I'm not going to teach you how to use the oils in this course. I'm going to teach you how to discover who you are and what the heck you actually want and then how to go out there and get it. There's two logistical weeks, I call them, but in those two logistical weeks, there's so I don't want to give it all away, but there's, there's a subconscious game I kind of play with, with, with everyone those two weeks. Like you think you're doing math, but there's actually something really bigger happening <laughs> during, that, during that week. Um, so anybody can take basics. And mm. to sign up to that, you go to melissapepping.com backslash basics, and it's spelled B-A-S-I-6. Number six at the end. Yeah. 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 And, and real quick, what is this one iconic life thing? Like, it just, like, I saw it the other day on Facebook right after you and I had communicated. I'm like, what is this? Like, what's the yeah. quick 411 on this? Because it looks like you're just going to kick some serious awesomeness this uh, on this event. So what is, okay, so what's the different? We, we got basics. So what is the one iconic yeah. life thing? What is, what, what are you doing? So what are you doing? This is, so, so this is an event. Um, it used to be called the Spirit of Wellness. This will be my yep. sixth year. This will be my sixth one doing it. I renamed it last year. Uh, it just really, I never resonated with the, with the name. And I really thought about what are, we, what are we doing at each of these events? You know, what's really happening? And I'm really showing people how to live the most iconic version of their life, how to be the most iconic version of themselves. And so iconic just was the right name for, for the event. It's really, it's, it's a two-day transformational event. Um, nobody walks in the same, not walks out the same person that walks in. Um, it, it's, it's kind of funny, at the, at the last day last year, I think the the AV guys literally had to get back over the loudspeaker. He's like, okay, guys, we're, the event's over. We're done now. Like, nobody wanted to leave. <laughs> <You> know, the, <laughs> the credits were rolling and nobody was leaving the movie theater, right? And he was like, so thank you all for coming. 
time to come. <laughs> you can go home now. <laughs> it's, it's time. Um, it, it's, it's one of the most beautiful events for me because I watch, I watch lives change in, in two days. And, you know, I can watch people, and I always pay attention to how people walk in that first day. They're kind of, you know, glazed over a little bit, excited, um, a little timid, a little shy. But I, I, I watch convicted people walk out. And we've all been to those events where afterwards you feel like you could go sell anything in the world to the telephone pole for the next, you know, 20 minutes. But you get home and you forget half of what you heard. You, like, yes. you knew... Right, you know those events? Like, you knew this person was on stage, but what the hell did they talk about? What did they even say? Like, I knew it was good. I mean, we feel good. But for the life of me, I can't remember what they even talked about. What was their message? Mm-hmm. At Iconic, you leave knowing exactly what was discussed. You will not ever go back and wonder, what did that person have for a message? And you will apply everything you learned into every aspect of your life. And so for me, this has always been a much bigger picture than just young living. It, it, this has to trickle into your marriage so that you can have young living. This has to trickle into your friendship so that you can have young living. This has to trickle into your relationships, yourself, everything. Um, and that's really what makes this event so unique. But I cap it. Uh, I will never have more than 1,000 people at this event. Um, there's just something magical about that number, um, and it, it's it's selling out quick. I think there's only yes. a few hundred tickets left. So, um, and people are just trying to find VIP, VIP. Let me tell you what yeah, they're, you guys, they're gone. There's no back. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. But there's no back seat. All VIP gets is closer speaking to the stage. Um, mm-hmm. I treat everybody like first class. Everybody, so you know, you don't don't worry about it. Just get your ticket so you don't miss out. But yeah, that's that's coming up April fifth and sixth. Um, April 5th here's an interesting 6th. thing about yeah. Here's an interesting thing about iconic. I do not announce the lineup or the speakers um, in their entirety until we're at the event. So there are people uh-huh. that will be speaking that you will not know until you're there. And let me tell you something, friends. <laughs> it's pretty cool this way, um, but you're not going to want to miss this year. Mm. And and I know that has its own domain. It's the one uh, one iconic life dot com. But people, you Correct. guys can go to melissapepping.com and find the links for both of these. And Melissa, your link is in stuff. So if people can't find you, there's no reason why they can't. <laughs> Just go to melissapepping p o e p p i n g dot com. And uh, yeah, I got so excited because. We scheduled this call even before the announcement of the One Iconic Life, like the big announcement that you did recently. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect timing. We can talk about this and find out what it's all about. <laughs> so, um, well, I really thank you for coming and taking this time. And you guys get connected. And, and Melissa is so correct. And this has kind of been a theme that I've been feeling a lot lately. Because her and I had a little quick conversation about you know, we always think that the answers to building this business is is in somebody else. You know, you've got to learn from somebody else. You've got to – this magical trainer or this magical system or this magical book is going to help you get where you're going to go. 
And it's really, it's not about the steps that you take, the words you say. It's this belief and stuff that goes on between your ears and in your heart that is going to move you forward into your goals and your desires that you want to have. And um, that you've got to find people you resonate with that can be your mentor. I fully believe in mentors. I have many mentors in many areas of my life. Well, but you don't hear that. I used to hear people say that. And then I used to feel damaged. I spent a lot of years feeling damaged because I couldn't find a mentor. I know. Me too. Totally. Yeah. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, do I have the plague? Do I stink? Am I the stinky kid and that no one has told smells? Like, what is wrong <laughs> with me? <laughs> so don't – I felt damaged for a long time because I couldn't find this quote-unquote mentor that was out there. And yes. really the thing, the thing that got me through every single day was – this, I am my own point of support. This does not come down to anybody else. I mean, I audited my circles, but God dang it, it got lonely, Jen. Those yeah, circles were lonely. empty. They were empty. And I've watched these other girls that have like this, they call it a tribe. You know that? I wouldn't be here without my tribe. I look around going, where the hell is my tribe? Like, did you get lost? Where are they? <laughs> they I just keep buying yet. more horses. You know, just get more animals. There, I got cats sitting next to me, horses. Like, you just buy your yeah. tribe. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys don't be don't be afraid to go it alone. And yes. my that was one of my biggest lessons is I have to be okay to do this alone. I have to be okay to bounce the idea off myself. I have to be okay to get approvals from nobody but myself. You have to be okay going it alone. And the more you try to fight that, <laughs> oh, my God, the harder and more painful the lessons will come until you mm-hmm. learn it. Yep. There is no magic something outside of yourself that will make you successful. It's just not, no. it's just not there. <laughs> you know? No, and, it's not. And, and we hop from thing to thing thinking, you know, that we're going to find that thing. And I've seen it with the stuff that I've done, and I know you have too, and, and, and mindsets and things of like that nature. And, you know, when, when we, um, you know, we, we have to sit and be with whatever we're learning for, and be committed for a period of time, like you said, four times with basics, absolutely. You, you know, I see people going from one person to the next to the next to the next, mm-hmm. all in a matter of like an hour on Facebook. It's like, Mm-hmm. ground yourself, put your blinders on, get centered and learn. You know, if you're loving somebody and you're learning stuff from them and, and you're on that wavelength, learn everything you can from them and, and, and get, I don't listen to anybody else. I don't go to big conferences anymore for the most part. Mm-hmm. I don't go to GoPro because it confuses me and, mm-hmm. and, and I get ADD. I don't, know, I don't know if you've had that, but I, I, I come home with all these amazing well, ideas and then I'm like spinning in circles. <laughs> But Jen, that's, think about it. How how would how would you how would you look at me or feel about me if you know for the past you know two months I've been you know nothing but Bob Proctor this Bob Proctor that now all of a sudden I'm Danny Johnson this Danny Johnson that now all of a sudden I'm Eric Worre this Eric Worre that wouldn't it be similar to people who jump MLM? Like all of a yep. sudden, oh, where, yes. is you, where is your credibility anymore? Do you know what I mean? And I oh, think it yes. makes us look 
chaotic, and I think it makes us look lost. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I follow different leaders, and I listen to them. I have such respect for them. But I, I really hone in on, on one. And, and that, that you've got to follow one course until successful. You really do. Yeah. So you've got to stop and ask yourself, how does, how does it even make you look as a leader to your team if you're yeah. jumping from, you know, this program to that program? And you've got to find, find the one that speaks to you and makes the most sense. And then honor it. Absolutely. And it's, there's something so peaceful about that too. There's so much information out there, you guys, with this information age that you can – there's so, I call it like allostatic stress. Like there's just so much noise. And when I started Young Living back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, it was much quieter. We didn't have all this stuff, which is a pro and a con, right? I mean, it's, it's good and bad. Mm-hmm. It's neither at the same time. But there was not – so much and now there's so much was great but then you get like scattered and and I feel ADD and I'm not an ADD person at all and uh, I could stare at a wall in detail for hours and now I can't even sit and stare for five seconds but uh you know like just and be at quiet and still with what you're learning and uh yeah it's Oh, so much. So good. So good. Um, <laughs> I could talk to you for hours, girl, but I appreciate you so much. And thank you for I know, me the I know, and thank you. I'm so so pumped about this call and, and so excited. You guys see a thought all over the Internet. And uh, just to wrap up, thank you, Melissa. I'm going to open the lines for everybody to uh, say goodnight to you and thank you as well. And you guys, melissapepping.com for anything that you need. There's lots of even wisdom and quips and stuff all over there. You just want to get there anyways. And let me unmute. And hold on, everybody. I'm going to hit the button. Thank you. 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 Thank you.